Hey, it's EDB. That's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day 23 of month 4, 2023. And it's time for our Sunday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. I want to say, in the words of Mama Bell, as we begin our time together, Mama Bell can head over to the next play. Okay. And I would like to say, great is our faithfulness. That's what you need to pray for the Lord today. You need to tell him, great is our faithfulness. Morning by morning, new people to aggravate you, you'll see. But regardless of that, you still enjoy the Lord. It's supposed to be funny. You're supposed to laugh, but y'all still sleep, so I understand. <laughs> Mama Bell is going to play for us. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mama Bell is going to play, and then Brother Dennis is going to say his good speaking, and then Mama Bell will come back with Jesus love me, and then we're going to do our greetings and salutations in just a few moments. Praise the Lord. You ready? No. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh. <laughs> you made me do that. <laughs> Mama Bell, very good. Great is my faithfulness. That's definitely uh, 
describes who you are. Because you are definitely faithful to the Lord. Father God, we just want to thank you that we could get together today. What a great day. What a great day. A little rain last night watered our gardens and our flowers and our trees. We're going to make everything so beautiful in the next couple of days and weeks. We know that you are faithful in what you do for us on a daily basis. And we have to be faithful to you, not only coming to worship you, but coming to praise you. Praise you on a daily, daily, daily basis. Praise you not just today, but tomorrow. Praise you forever. Praise your holy name. We thank you that you watch over us and that you brought us back so we could come here, worship you, and hear your tremendous words that you have for us today. Because whatever it is, it will touch our hearts, it touch our minds, and help make us, make us who you want us to be. And we thank you for that. And we want to give you all the praise and honor. Just say, Jesus, we definitely love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mama Bell has played, and Brother Dennis has welcomed us, and I still haven't told the people to come to church today. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm being lazy. Y'all pray for me. I hope everybody's enjoying themselves. You know, I want to make sure, because it's been a general consensus around here. First of all, good afternoon, Mama. Good afternoon to you. How about that? Because the sun came up 40 years ago. <laughs> so good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. So y'all, somebody's got to mess up. It's afternoon. <laughs> okay. Go that curtain over there. Just pull that drape open a little bit. Get up, get up out that chair. Because if you lay in that bed, you're gonna be knocked back out again. So get up, pull that curtain up, and go ahead and get yourself a coffee. 
No. Get you some of that liquid, liquid, whatever you call that, that stuff, that liquid dirt in you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and realize that it's a beautiful morning outside and the sun is shining bright and some of you who live on the water, you can go out there and see the little birds and everything just glistening off of the water and out there playing with each other and some of them might sing a little bit. You know, Mama Bella tell you, let's sing outside the house 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one of these days y'all will get up. We'll work on that. Pastor's here to pray for us. Maybe by the time we get to praying and singing, y'all will get up and enjoy the Sunday morning with us. Thank you, Brother Dennis, as well, for being here and chatting with us on this morning. And, uh, and again, to all the other fine folks who are here, some of them who uh, uh, are doing other things, so they have to uh, keep themselves muted. We're so glad that they be with us on this morning. The things I want to put into your brain as you head into uh, this coming week uh, uh I notice when I take grandmama for a ride sometimes, especially if she hasn't been out in a while, uh, we have to get over the initial shock because she has not uh, seen certain things, especially if she hasn't been in certain sides of town. She she hasn't seen certain things. Or, or maybe if you call somebody, somebody calls you and they ask you to come over to the house and or you tell them to come over to the house and, uh, you try to give them direction and say, go by, and when you get to that big old building, you're going to make a right right there at that big building. And then they call you and talk about, I've been driving, I ain't seen the big building, because you ain't know it got towed down to you. That's true. So I just want to let you all know that the MacArthur, you can say your final prayers at the Military Circle Mall as we speak is coming down. And to all of you fine individuals who did your dirt out there in the military circle, you know what you did. God forgave you, but that's all right. And uh, went to the movies with your boyfriends, and y'all, you know, I ain't got to tell you. So your 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 spot is about to be rubble and heat. And so uh, there goes the end. As one lady said, there goes the end of an era going down. I just want you to know that in case uh, you get out there looking for a building to tell somebody to look for it and it's not there anymore, that it is coming down. If you haven't had an opportunity, get somebody. First of all, get up there and move them legs while you're while you sitting here listening to me. That's the whole point. You move them legs. If you can't get up, then move them in your chair. Walk around a little bit. And it's a great segue to that because we had a walk yesterday. Grandmother was out there. Mama was out there. Uh, Sister G, is she here? I don't know if she's here this morning. Or she, yeah, she's in here. She was out there with us, her and her daughter. And uh, uh, we had a nice little walk. And Mother brought some of the members of her coalition and came out and walked with us. And we walked with Delegate Graves on yesterday. And uh, Delegate Angela Williams Graves, most of you uh, you uh, seasoned 
citizens know who that is, or at least know her father, Bishop I. Joseph Williams from Antioch. Uh, so she was out there with us. But she talked about some of her work as it pertains to the trail, and most specifically she made a call or a plea to us to get out and get out and do more exercises. And so we have decided to we're going to work on something of that nature a little bit more than we've been doing. Like I could do more work than I've already been doing, but we're going to figure out how to do that. And so when you come in here, we do these postures, get up there, and like I said, go get you a nice cup of coffee and walk around a little bit. I think you've been sitting in that chair for a long time, and, and even when you go to church, sometimes you need to get up and get a little shout in just to make sure that your blood's moving and your legs are moving. It's all right. Get your little exercise. You ain't going to exercise no more the next Wednesday. So go ahead and get that done. Also, get somebody to take a look at that, that special that came out on the YouTubes. Get your daughters and your granddaughters, and when your children come by, tell them to go to WHRO and, uh, on YouTube and uh, check out that, the video they put out about resiliency in the city. Yours truly was featured in that. And so, uh, Mama Bell, we might have to get you on the phone early and just let you hear it. And so that we we can do that for you. And uh, that's enough of my yapping. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Uh, pray for what's going. Well, next week that thing going on down there. Y'all do what you want as far as concerned. I can tell you what to do. I can tell you what not to do. Uh, but that thing going on down there. Uh, maybe this year we find out what's in that water. So uh, that's going to happen. And like I said, y'all can do what y'all want to do as it pertains to how you feel about it. So I'll leave that to that. Is there anything on anybody's mind this morning that y'all want to talk about or want somebody to pray about or want somebody to consider? You've been mighty quiet. Anybody want to say anything while you're still trying to make your way back to that coffee pot? Any prayer requests or Anything of that nature, the floor is open. Even if you don't want to get into your business, just say, Lord, help me with this tree. The tree about to fall. It might be 17 miles away from the house, but just pray for the tree about to fall. Nobody has anything on their mind that they would like to express, nothing that happened that they saw that they would like to make anybody aware of. Anybody know if chickens on sale down at Food Line? I need something. <laughs> Bless our pastor. Keep him encouraged and keep God, keep his eyes focused on the Lord, knowing that God is there with him. Bless him. Pray for him. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Pray for y'all, pastor. I don't know what it is. But uh, anybody else got something to say, Mama Bell? You chalking? You got anything you want to put on the prayer list before? The pastor comes to pray. I know you watch the news all day. Any day you think you need to be made mention of, made aware of? Oh, actually, this whole world. Yeah. I'll pray. uh, Well, you can expect that I'm sure he will bring it in, but uh, that we can get rid of these guns around. 
I'm still here with maintenance of the good environment. Yeah, we'll come to fruition, okay? What did you say? I'm sorry. I, 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 I may take a yap over you. What did you say? I said a policy. You can pray for, uh, I said guns. That's what I want to do. The people affected and how we can find some policy together. He'll know what to do if, if that's what you're saying. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's uh-huh. several people all during the week with this 16-year-old being shot at the door and somebody shot at the uh, in their yard and so forth all over. Uh-huh. All right, all right. Anybody else? I can't stop you from walking watching the news, but at least I can give you a moment to vent and get it out to so the drive. I will back. watch. I will watch. I know you will. Yeah. Not all, but I... Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to vent this morning? Your hour of therapy is drawing nigh. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I, I want to ask you, I'm going to say this because it's bothering me and somebody else brought it up. So uh, one of the politicians brought it up, but they ain't got no spine, so they ain't going to say nothing about it. But uh, there's a controversy brewing down Virginia Beach because they're going to let the kids out early on Friday so they can take the buses down for the vagabonds and the hookers to get on there for some of the water. And I tell you, just like the politician told me, that I ain't make that up. That's what he told me. But the man ain't got no spine, so he ain't going to say it out loud. He want me to do it. So I, I was kind to oblige him and do his dirty work and tell the people to bring awareness to the fact that now they are questioning their decisions because of their shutting the school down, and then after it's over, they, they're talking about the possibility of what would it take to clean those buses and do they have the resources to clean those buses for school on Monday morning. So, so however you want to feel about that little piece of business down there in Virginia Beach, that's just something to put on, on, on the agenda. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later when we get into the message. Our pastor is here this morning, and uh, we will make way for him to share what's on his and any way that he sees fit. Most gracious God, our Father, we thank you and we praise you for this opportunity to come together, to gather in your name. One thing the scriptures remind us of, that is two or three gathered in your name, there you shall be in the midst. Mm-hmm. And there's another scripture you you recorded and remind us of that where there's two or three touching and agreeing on anything, it shall be done. And as we come this morning, as we come in this time of intercession, as we pray for these matters that have been lifted before you, Father, I pray, God, that you are God, that you are in control of those things that we give you control over. And, Father, we just pray this morning as we release and relinquish in our control over matters that we cannot control. And we pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord God, that you would get the glory, that you would get the praise. Lord, in these matters, Lord God, Father, we lift up these areas that look like a strongholds and where gun violence is, is on, a, on a high. 
it was just one time it was isolated to one area or to certain areas, but now it seems like it has spread even to the most remote parts of the earth. And, Lord God, we know that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers and rulers of darkness of this age. And, Father, as we come, as we pray, and as we intercede, and as we touch and agree, we pray, Lord God, that you would give answers to those who uh, need the answers, and that is us, and that is the politicians, that is the police departments, that is the uh, government, our local government, our state government, our national government. Lord God, we just pray, God, that you would just touch their hearts and give them the right solutions and and, and the right areas to deal with and how to combat these, these, these problems that we are having with these guns, Lord. We pray, Lord God, that you would even deal with the NRA and all of those gun advocates that, that seem to don't see anything wrong with the things that are happening in the earth. We pray, Lord God, that you would just deal with their heart and allow them to have compassion upon those who have no say-so and no control over these things. We pray, Lord God, that you would touch their hearts and soften their hearts. We pray, Lord God, for those who are have been um, lobbyists and those who have been compelled by the lobbyists and taking money and being uh, persuaded to continue to ignore the senseless killing and destroying of people. Father, I pray, Lord God, for those, Lord God, that has has turned their back and, and, and has ignored it. And I pray, God, that you would deal with their heart and deal with them, Lord, that they may have a turn of heart and a change of heart. I pray, Lord God, that you will penetrate this and uh, like a jackhammer and bust it up in Jesus' name. I pray that a whole new uh, ram of, of people that will come with a heart and a compassion for the people. And, now, Father, I pray, Lord God, for our areas that are poverty-stricken that usually are the ones that are targeted and has has been uh, most affected by this gun uncontrolled un, un, un of gun issues. And I pray, Lord God, that you will just touch their hearts and give, give knowledge where that knowledge is needed in Jesus' name. I pray for those who are angry, those who are frustrated, and those who are dealing with other areas of life, and they're looking for ways to express themselves. And and I pray, God, that you would give them the ability to uh, express themselves in a way that it is nonviolent. In Jesus' name, Father, I pray this, that you would do it, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, as as our area, this Tidewater, Hampton Roads area, will be, um, will be invaded by... Um, thousands of people literally from across the world that will be coming uh, to Virginia Beach next week. I pray, Lord God, the event is going to happen, but I pray, God, there's nothing we can do to stop it. I pray that you will um, not, uh, that, that you will protect those who are down there. I pray, God, that there will be no casualties. I pray, Lord God, that there will be nothing, Lord God, that will bring shame on anyone. I pray, Lord God, at the end of the day, Lord, you know how to take a bad situation and make it into a good situation. That's that's the type of God you are. And you said especially your people that are called by your name will humble themselves and pray. 
Father, I pray, Lord God, as you do this, Lord God, that you will will uh, just bring forth peace upon the minds of your people. I pray, Lord God, in Jesus' name, as we, as around our homes, Lord God, that you will continue to protect us. I pray to God that your angels of protection will continue to protect our homes, protect our stuff. Protect us, Lord God, as we're dealing with so many uncertainties all over this world. I pray, Lord God, that you will continue to look over us, Lord God. Look over those people that are still looking at being invaded by any moment by another country, Lord. And I pray, God, that you will protect them and give them wisdom and understanding of how to deal with those situations. I pray, Lord God, that you will just deal with those who have dealt with tornadoes that have ripped through their homes and uh, flood waters that have come over and overflowed into their yard and into and destroyed their property and their home. Lord God, people are still dealing with um, snow. People are still dealing with all kind of weather conditions. And God, as we look at it, we have a lot that we can complain about, but we still have a lot that we can be thankful for. Yeah, and therefore, yeah. we do thank you, and we do give your name to praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. At this time, you may have something that you want to uh, bring before the Lord, and you didn't mention it when um, Pastor gave you um, the time to do that. Um, just do that at this time. But before we do that, there was one more prayer request that was mentioned. I think it's just important of all the rest of them. Lord, bless uh, Pastor, I pray, Lord God, that you would continue to give him wisdom and strength and encouragement to do what he does. I pray, God, that you will continue to open doors for him and give him insight and foresight of the things that you have for him in his vision and his time and his season. And we pray this upon this, Pastor Eric, in Jesus' name. And at this time, if you have anything that you would like to bring before the Lord, let's do that now. Throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is sinking today. Oh, throw out the lifeline, throw out the lifeline, someone is drifting away. Amen. Amen. Those of you who uh, listen to our earlier presentation, you'll know that we talked about rescue the perishing, and he come and throw out the lifeline. Isn't that a beautiful? Because I know you in here. He didn't get up that early. <laughs> so it's always good to, to know when the, the good Lord is working. And I'm really thankful for our pastor coming. He, he's managed to get his way in, get his thumb out of his mouth, and pray for us. That's good, you know. It's hard for me to get my thumb out of my mouth, so I know I know how hard it is, and we're glad that he can do it. The book of Hosea, chapter number four. If ain't nobody going to laugh, I guess you'll cry. 
I try to get laughter, but I don't get it, so I just go to tears. Is I give me some wine and hope that works. Mm-hmm. Jose chapter 4. And six, we've been here before, but I would like to revisit it, if you don't mind. I would like to focus on two parts of this. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I will reject you from serving as my priest. Verse 12, my people consult their wooden idols and their diving rods inform them. I don't like to read it like that. I like to break that up, but I don't want to confuse you. So now that I read it the way it is, let me read it the way I want to. My people are destroyed for a lack lack of knowledge. They consult their wooden idols and their diving rods inform them. Why is this? Because you have rejected knowledge. So I will reject you from serving as my priest. I want to talk to you about the queen politician, the king and queen politician, and all those agreeing with the word respond with a howdy, amen. Amen. For this of a lack of knowledge. Amen. Thank you. Before we get our little selves all tied up, and thinking that this is nothing more than a bashing session, I have better things to do with my time than participate in a session of bashing. I have better things to do with my time than sit here and talk about folks. My grass needs cutting. My floors need mopped. I would like to go out and play in my begonias. I just got a nice little plant that needs to go into the ground. My dear uncle brought it to me for my birthday. I don't know if it's my birthday or not, but it's on my table. It needs to be tended to. I got better issues. I got clothes needs to be washed. My wife's going to do that, so she'll get mad if I do that, so I'll just leave that alone. Nonetheless, I got issues of my own. I got things. I'm not a bored person. And so when we have these conversations, I need it to be known that it is based upon bringing awareness to a situation, not to talk about the people that could be connected to things. We have become a society that, believe it or not, thinks we know what is going on, but in actuality are clueless about what is even happening right in front of your nose. Each and every day, scientists comes up with new ideas, new thoughts. They come up with new ways of understanding how the body works. At one point in time, if you 
moved your arm in a certain way or your wrist and it popped, that might have meant that you just had some some joint issues. But now it can mean anything from a possibility of bone situations to cancer in the arm. Most of us do not know when our bones creak or our eyes blink. Why does it hurt sometimes when your eyelashes blink? Yesterday was just a little bit of information. Today, it could be connected to a skin rash that could cause cancer. The more we wake up, the more the, the goalpost of information, if you will, is moved. I talked to some people some time ago, and they were telling me about how they religiously watch their council meetings. I watch my council meetings. I, I go in there and I watch the formal meetings, and I watch the, the work sessions. I watch them. I sit there because, see, y'all don't want to watch those meetings, but I watch them. And they came told me, Eric, do you watch? See, you talk about you running for office. You don't even watch the meetings. Well, you see, how you going to know what's going You don't even know what's going on in your city. You don't watch the meetings. I watch the meetings. And I told that young lady, I said, A, about four of the five people who are connected to this side, on that council, their personalized number is in my phone. Why do I need to sit down and watch a three-hour work session when all I got to do is pick up the phone and ask what happened? The Frank Battens of the world, the Martins of the world, the, the Peter Deckers of the world, the Lyman and Schusters of the world. Those boys don't watch council meetings. They know the agenda before the agenda is put on paper. They don't go to council. Why? They don't need to. They take their councilmen out on the yacht, go deep on the backside of the Elizabeth River over there near the port go around the bend between the tracks and the yard and throw a line or two out. Maybe take one or two adult beverages. Sit out there for a spell. Take the shoes off. Talk policy. The more we we know, the more we are exposed to the reality of what we don't know. There was an old saying when I was coming along, I don't know if they say it now, but the old folks used to say, the things you don't know can fill a whole library with room left over. True. There was a lady who used to be a librarian one time and they said, we're going to change the books out every six months. We're going to change the books out every six months. And the lady said, why do we keep changing the books out every six months? Aren't we going to run out of books? She said, no. 
Because you see that textbook right there? That textbook right there saying that you're crazy. But next week it's going to say that you're mentally challenged. That's a whole other conversation. That textbook right over there is going to say you're retarded. But next week it's going to say you got mental health issues. That's a whole other conversation over there. That textbook over there is going to say you're a deadbeat daddy. Over here is a father that's got daddy issues and can't figure out how to console his life, so he has to resort to the things that are part of his environment. That's a whole other conversation over there. So we constantly have to change because the goalpost is constantly moving. Mm-hmm. I have been of the, of the mindset, of the conclusion, of the thought process, if you please. That the world is not about a classroom, but it is about a textbook. You don't have to go and get a formal degree. All that is is a board of directors signing a piece of paper certifying that you know what you already knew you knew. But the problem is some of these folks got papers signed and they don't know nothing. You remember there was a story came out, big thing hit the papers a couple of years ago. All these kids that was graduating from these high institutions, Yale, Harvard, Stanford, the like, their parents was writing checks to the institution to get them paper signed. Them kids was dumb as bricks. Some of them went in there and batted their eyes and crossed their legs in front of the right professor, and he got an A. And then the girls tried to do it too. But the education that you get from everyday exploration, from everyday opening your eyes and having an ideology and an idea and a system that says morning by morning, not just new mercy. What is new mercy? Mercy is another opportunity. Give us this day our daily bread. What does that mean? means that the bread that you get today came from a brand new loaf that wasn't made yesterday. You eating a new piece of wheat bread. How many of you really want bread laying around your house more than four or five days? Especially just sitting there on the counter. You come back, it's got green stuff all over it. You don't know what's in that bread. But most folks back in the day and all you you sophisticated, high-polluted folks can speak to this. You can speak to this when you had a little box that sat right there beside the front door, and that was the milk and bread box. You got enough milk for that day, you got enough bread for that day. And you ate all that bread and you drank all that milk, and the milkman and the breadman brought you another batch tomorrow. Morning by morning, new bread. New mercy, you see. Education and learning. I will stand on principle and fact and even put my head on the chopping block to say that every day that you wake up should be an opportunity to say, what did I learn today that I didn't know yesterday? 
What have I acquired today? What is out there today that I didn't see yesterday? When I open the Bible, what is in there today that wasn't there yesterday? I challenge you to do something. And I know some of us have issues with the reading, you know. Life is caught up with us. You may not read it. But sometimes you don't even have to read it. Just take Psalms 23 and quote it every single day and hear yourself quoting it. And even in quoting it, you'll find something new. You will hear something you didn't hear yesterday, a new idea, a new perspective. A new revelation. Something that bothers me when we're on this journey called knowledge. And I find that a lot of folks hate knowledge because they don't want to be labeled. I was thinking about this last night because I used to get offended when people used to tell me I was heavily opinionated. I'm not opinionated. I used to consider that an insult. And to some degree, I still consider that an insult because an opinion, what that says in some view is that that is an accurate or an ideology or a train of thought that could label and present the case for dismissal. What do I mean? Basically, you're trying to say, I don't know what I'm talking about. But if you are sitting at your window, and I'm sitting at my window. Now I'm looking out my window, and I see a green truck. I see a nice stick of bush. I see a garage across the street with a red, uh, look at what's that thing over there. It looks like somebody's about to barbecue, got their umbrella up in the yard. Lady got some Bella plants. On there on the porch. Now you hearing all this stuff, you looking at your window, you're not seeing that. You have a different view. But what argument would put is that what I just saw is an opinion. What I just saw is my view. Instead of saying no, what I just saw is the viewpoint that is in front of me. It is the viewpoint that has been exposed to me. What is exposed to you is not exposed to me. So when you talk to people in a circle, that's why I believe having these dialogues that the DEI boards that they're putting together, DEI stands for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, if those boards work as they should, it sits down and it takes everybody's view and not dismiss it. We don't think that's accurate. There is no accurate. There is no one side. I take some of you, bring you a small shirt, and tell you put it on. You look at me like I lost my mind because you don't wear small. It's gonna get around your little love handle. It's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Gonna remind you, you had one cheeseburger too many last night. <laughs> and if you're not careful, you put that small shirt on, might push that cheeseburger out to you at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> so 
But society will say that because you don't want to be in the small shirt, because you're uncomfortable by the small shirt, then you are just hard to deal with. You just have to be problematic. You just have to be all worrisome. You just always got to come in here and cause problems. Don't make no sense. You just can't get with the program. No, it's not that I'm a problem. It's not that I'm worrisome. It's not that I don't want to get with the program. But what you are trying to do to me is making me uncomfortable. I am not a small boy. Ain't nothing small about me, as my mama should tell you. And so when we dismiss people as opinions, instead of understanding people, their perspective as parts of their environment, that has a view that we have not been exposed to. Some of you can tell me about food stamps. I can't tell you nothing about food stamps that's against my religion. My grandmama gave me some food stamps one time, told me to go to the store. I told her I'd rather be hungry. That's my view. But you, being a person who had to find a way to live off of those pieces of paper, you who had to find a way to make it work, you who had to find a way to survive even when your children thought they were better, I'm talking about myself, thought they were better than the food stamps, even though they were eating off of them and they not want to admit it. <laughs> but you had to go out and scratch and claw so that people like me can feel bougie and sophisticated. Amen. And so when we dismiss the struggle without understanding that that's just another vantage point, then now we have put people in what we call the pit of disenfranchisement. And so now I don't want to learn. Now I don't want to try. Now I don't want to go. Now I don't want to be a part. Now I don't care. Now I just sit in my room. You cross my land and I'll shoot you. Because I've been pushed into the corner of negativity, I've been pushed into the corner of feeling like I'm worthless. I've been pushed into the corner of feeling like I don't belong. I've been pushed into the corner of feeling like because I don't have a certain certification, because I don't hang out with a certain group of people, because I don't have DR in front of my name and DIV on the other end, that I am not important. And so I sit in my pit of not wanting to know. Because learning hurts, and trying is hard. Then I'm going to get to this other point, and I'm going to get out your hair. Because there's another piece to this part. I spent my time talking about the independent mind, the person who has and is and does on his own. He's a free spirit, if you will. He goes with his own idea. But then there are those who feel like if I don't cater to somebody, if I don't kiss the ring, 
if I don't join in, I, I want to be here. So, so I have to, I have to cater down to this person because nobody told them that they can slide on their own. Nobody told them that they can have their own mind. Nobody told them that they could do something. On the, nobody told them they could do. All. It didn't say we can do all things through Christ by proxy. Find in the Bible that says I can do all things. No, excuse me. We as a community can do all things. Through Christ, by way of the Norfolk of Chesapeake, Virginia, Beach City Council person. Find that in my Bible and I believe it. It does not say that we, and it does not have a mediator. It says I. It's, you know, it's individual. I can do all things. And then if it wasn't solidified enough, if it wasn't made clear in the first half, I can do all things through Christ. They had to come back on the end, Brother Paul did, to make sure that he nailed it home. I'm doing this through Christ who is going to strengthen me. This is my project. This is my life. This is my dream. This is my ambition. This is my hope. This is my goal. It's not a we thing. It's a my thing. Now, the we comes first when you have established the me. If you have ever taken the time to study your alphabet, the, the lovely language that was given to you by the queen, you will find... Let's do it together. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, O. Wait. There's, there's the M. Where's the W? O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V. That's all the way down there. What's that? Letter 23 or something? Is the W? So before we get to we, I got to first figure out me. Before we get to us, we got to deal with I. Who am I? Why was I created? Again, the scripture didn't say before I formed y'all in this mother's womb. He didn't say before I formed the city of Norfolk and all of his congressmen and his Satanists and, and his delegates and his potentates. It said before I formed you, I did something for you. And then he said after he went over here, we just celebrated Easter a couple weeks ago. And he said that he left and went up to the Father and sits on the right hand of the Father mediating for us. He is the mediator between God and man. But again, they want us to believe that we're supposed to consult the queen of the city 
They want us to believe that we're supposed to call. Before you pray, make sure you CC your councilman. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Before you pray, make sure you send a note to your mayor. Before you ask God about painting your house, make sure that you copy your your delegate. Mm -mm. Mm. No. The scripture that I read, now maybe I'm reading the wrong Bible, and if that's okay, then fine. But the Bible tells me whatever I ask in his name, I can ask for myself. The knowledge today, if you don't hear nothing else from this whole conversation and all this yapping we're doing this morning, if you don't understand anything, I hope you get one piece. The best part of knowledge is understanding that it is open and available to you and you by yourself. God has got for you what's for you, and he's got for me what's for me. And I'm not against leaders. and Actually, I'm against leaders. I don't have a leader. God is my leader. But we hire representatives to go down there and handle the people's business. Y'all need to tell them that. You are not my leader. You're down there taking care of my business. We hired you as a spokesman for our community to go and speak on our behalf. You need to tell them folks that. If, if one thing I can say of on this side of town, if we tell them people down there the truth, and stop cowing in them like we need them, like they are Lord and Savior. You are not my Lord, and you are not my Savior. You were sent down there to handle the business of the people. And most importantly, you take that business, and you bring it back, and you educate me about it. And I don't care if that's the council. I don't care if that's your pastor. I don't care if that's your boss. I don't care if that's the drug lord on the corner that's selling switches and weights. You go and you tell me what's going on in my neighborhood because I am an individual citizen of this community. And most importantly, I'm a child of the king. And God says certain things. He had that little gentleman that most of us don't like to agree with because there might have been some racist things going on when they wrote their document. I understand the Constitution. You know, some say it won't for us, but let's talk about what's in it. It says at the top of that piece of business that we, watch this, are endowed with certain unalienable rights under God. Oh, that, that sets a whole new precedent there. Because what you just said is this has nothing to do with a society. This has nothing to do with one nation out of 197 of them. But what we are saying, which makes the American experiment so much greater than any other nation on planet Earth, and I'm not trying to preach propaganda to you, but what makes it so much greater is that we understand specifically in this, and it is written and enshrined in our documentation, the experiment is a magical and a marvel. How it is implemented is what's crazy. But the experiment itself, it is a wonder 
to think how these gentlemen some 300 almost years earlier to sit down and craft these ideas and ideals, some of which you cannot to this day unbreak if you follow it to the letter. This principle that makes us and distinguishes us from the rest is one and one thing alone. We all believe that we are individuals under God. We are one nation, under God, indivisible. We are individuals who have come together for a like with, with like minds for a common cause. And we all have our place. We all have our skill. We all have our passion. We all have our our niche, and most importantly, we all have our dreams and we all have our goals. And so this morning, as my dear granny comes to pray, I don't ask for solicit prayer about what's going on. I, I didn't come talk to you about that downtown stuff. I come to deliver from downtown. If I am successful today, you will realize you don't have, you, it don't even matter who down there. What matters is the gift that God has given to you. What matters is the experience and the will and the passion and the drive and the goal and the dream that God has put in you. Greater is he that is in the council. No, that ain't right. Greater is he that's in the government. No, that ain't right. What does it say? I don't have a Bible open. I'm, I'm thinking. I think it says something like, greater is he that's in me. Right on. I always knew Mama Bell. She's smart. She helped me. Greater is he that's in me. I've got power that you can't see. God is living inside me. And I can conquer any enemy because God and me our majority. My dear grandmother. Psalm 62 says, 62 and 6 says, He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Most holy and all wise, Father, help us this morning. We come this morning, God, we come to tell you thank you. We come to tell you, oh God, thank you for being our all in all. 
that we can put our trust in you. Give us your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, and your revelation, God, that we may know which way to go, that we may know what to say and what to do. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we lift up ourselves before you and asking you, oh, God, that we will take heed to ourselves and look at the gifts that you have put in us and help us to walk in the light of your word. We just thank you this morning. God, we praise you this morning because of your love. And because of you, God, we can trust you to be our counselor. We know, God, that you see it all, you know it all, and you understand it all. Bless us, this congregation, this morning. Bless every listen out ear to hear your word, God, and open us up, open up to us your strength, your wisdom to us this morning. We just thank you, we praise you, and we love you. And God, we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Amen.